Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host of Bastion. Hey there. And you know us, we're just a goalie and a goon that have taken one too many pucks or fists to the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply oversized hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. Be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games and videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Sebastian, on today's podcast, we're going to be jumping into the East Coast Hockey League, or the CHL. We're going to talk a little bit about their expansion as well as the Kelly Cup Finals. Yeah, um, you know, lots of exciting stuff coming from the league. I mean, like you said, the Kelly Cup Finals, uh, the expansion, um, you know, here's a kind of a tidbit. There's some pretty sick looking, you know, uniforms that I can see from some of these logos they've been released. Um, you know us, we're kind of Jersey, and I'm going to use a, a nice word I can, um, lovers. Um, so uh, we're pretty excited, and I hope you guys are too. Yeah, I think it's interesting to see how this league has developed, and we're, we're definitely excited to talk about these couple new teams coming into the league this year and such. But for anyone that doesn't really know, the East Coast Hockey League, it's it's kind of a mid-level professional ice hockey league. It's associated with the NHL. It's the league below the American Hockey League, and they do have almost all the teams associated with NHL clubs. But it is currently, I believe, only 25 teams strong. And that's about to change because in the 21-22 season, they're going to be introducing two new teams with the 28th team arriving the following season. If anyone remembers listening, we did an episode, I think it was January, that the ECHL announced they were going to have a new team in Savannah during the 22-23 season. And we were sitting around trying to guess what the team might name itself. We were taking a look at the arena. We talked all about it. But again, that team doesn't come in around until 22-23. But there are two new teams entering the league for the 21-22 season, and they're both owned by the same person who owns the Newfoundland Growlers. Yeah, and you know, honestly, and I, usually I'd be like, why, like, not why do you own three teams, kind of, you know, conflict of interest or whatever. But the ECHL kind of took a bit of a hit there with COVID, right? A lot of teams kind of backed out, and you know, some teams kind of disappeared or had to fold. Um, if someone has the money and is able to put teams together like this, I mean, this just grows the game, and this is awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really sick to see this continue to grow. And there's a team in, I think, Palm Springs in the AHL that's coming around there in 22-23 season that's going to be the franchise affiliate to seattle and if i'm not incorrect one of these teams might be the seattle echl affiliate uh yeah i'm not sure about that i know like for sure like you said palm spring will be seattle's and um they actually just announced uh it was yesterday the day before that um they'll be sharing their charlotte checkers with the florida panthers for this year so uh you know it'll be good to kind of see some of their young guys that they get through the draft or or I guess both drafts, right? Drafts either through the, the expansion draft or through the NHL draft kind of grow there. And uh, I always think it's kind of cool when you get teams that kind of share the AHL team. I think it benefits both teams. I agree, because I think those teams get a lot more talent. They're able to get the guys well within the depth of the NHL roster systems. All of this hockey expansion, because it's happening in a lot of leagues right now, I find it exciting. This just growth anywhere is really just helps hockey altogether. You know, especially in the ECHL, it's good, too, because, you know, you see a lot of there might be guys who will play their entire career in the ECHL. And there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. They're playing professional hockey. They're great hockey players. But there's guys that will just put in time and time and time in the ECHL. Next, you know, they get an NHL chance, you know, five, ten years down the road and they become stars. So, I mean, it's a good place to develop. And, you know, I was a little sad when I saw kind of the, HL, the ECHL kind of peel back a little bit. And now that they're coming back full force, uh, I think this is, like I said, I mean, I'll keep saying it. I think it's great. 
Yeah, because I think for the COVID, I think it was the Atlantic Division that all those teams opted out. There's only 13 of the teams in the ECHL that uh, actually opted into the 2021 season. So I'm excited to see it all come back. Fortunately for me, my Utah Grizzlies were one of those teams that opted in. So I got to see some live ECHL hockey uh, back there in Salt Lake City. But let's just jump into one of the first teams entering the league. It's going to be, and I love this logo, but it's going to be the Iowa Heartlanders. And I guess to describe their logo, uh, as it's described here on the ECHL Network website, a Heartlander is no ordinary breed of buck. We run the game. The primary logo is of a white-tailed deer poised for battle, an expression stance and thorny detailing to capture the essence of our strength, determination, and work ethic there in Iowa. The antlered crown adorned in sunrise gold makes it known that we are mighty kings of the heartland. For victory against foes, a gold crown is earned, not given. Collectively, our colors represent the tradition, toughness, grit, grace, and heart of heartlander hockey. Iowa State Flower, the Wild Prairie Rose, featuring heart-shaped coral pink petals and a shining sun symbolizes everything worth playing for, the magnificent riches and traditions of our home and the wild spirit of our fans that will continue to grow. The flowers blooms every June, perfect time with the Kelly Cup. Our target is set, now it's game on. The Wild Prairie Rose will serve as the team's secondary logo and will be featured on the Iowa Heartlanders jersey in addition to the primary logo. So pretty cool logo if you get a chance to look at it i have a feeling that if they can drop the full jersey this is going to make my top 60 list i mean it is unique but obviously it's not unique you got a lot of teams around with this kind of style logo but i do love the coloring of this like i said the gold crown which is just know that the you know the bucks antlers and um like i said it's kind of got that like look on its face where it's, it is mean it's, you know it's ready for a bottle first when i looked at the flower logo i was like ah but you know the meaning behind it i think it's cool they have like a kind of secondary logo where they have the buck and across it and like a almost like a rain not a rainbow colored font but like a rainbow shaped font says heartlanders across from it i think that would be a, a sick on top of a jersey with the heartlanders coming across the chest like a, in a curved motion with the, the deer underneath it so many possibilities they can make with this jersey um i'm excited and like you said if they do this right heck this could be a top 10 oh yeah for me this is definitely making my top 60 i'm kind of cheated ahead by looking at the logo and kind of secured a spot for this team if it doesn't work out i'm gonna have to shift my top 60 around but i have a feeling with some concept jerseys i've seen this is gonna crack my top 60 very very easily now the arena they'll be playing in is the brand new extreme arena they're in coralville iowa it's a 5100 seat arena that's not even a year old so it's going to be exciting to see a lot of these new arenas will be filled with hockey teams and it looks like the team itself is named McKenna, the former, I believe, commissioner of the ECHL, the team president. So they're they're getting a lot of hockey knowledge dropped right in there for this new Iowa team. Yeah, and like you said, just as we we're talking, I looked up some concept jerseys, and honestly, like I found two different sets, like them both. But wow. Um, if they go with the one that I'm looking at here, and I mean, if anyone wants to see them, just Google Iowa Heartlanders concept jerseys. These are wicked. I'm talking about, you'll find they're called the Fifth Corner Graphic Design. That's the company that made these jerseys I'm looking at. These would be wicked. So if you're listening, take the time and look up these jerseys. I think you're going to fall in love with them pretty quickly. I agree. And I was right there that the uh, the new team president there, Brian McKenna, is the former ECHL commissioner and a 2019 ECHL Hall of Fame inductee. So pretty informative team president there so expect a lot of success there in iowa uh they're also going to be affiliated with the minnesota wild which 
turns out leaves the Allen Americans unaffiliated at the moment. You know, but you know, every team like this, you know, you see this happen in the AHL a few times where things get moved around and you know teams get picked up pretty quickly. So, I mean, we've got you know got a new team in the league, and maybe that's a, an opportunity for Seattle to jump in. Going to be cool. Congratulations to the people of Iowa. You're getting a pretty cool new team there in the ECHL. Let's move into the next team. And you being the uh, French Canadian here, you're going to have to pronounce this team for me, man. The new team out of Quebec is the uh, Trois-Rivières Lions, or Lyon, I guess, if you're French. The ECHL and the team kind of wants people to envision this. Is And I'll read quote for quote, or word for word, what they said here. And it's, uh, first and foremost, the team will present the identity of the Quebecois, uh, evidence in the fleur-de-lis, that is uh, constitutes. Wow, I can't speak in English now these days. Uh, backdrop to the logo. The metal-plated lion is a homage to the key industry of the region. The torch, an important landmark in Trois-Rivières, uh, they call it Le Flambeau, as well as a trademark symbol of Montreal Canadiens, is displayed in the lion's mane. Uh, the design of the logo comes together around a strong, unbreakable, and determined spirit forged into the lion's piercing gaze. Uh, it's a stylish mustache that pays tribute to Suarez La Violette, founder of the city in 1634. The logo features the dominant metal gray and iconic Quebecois bleu as the primary colors. Yeah, so I actually really like the logo. I'm personally excited to see this jersey and to see what they come up with. But uh, you have a different view. So I like the logo. I like the colors. But the Fleur de Lis, it is literally the most used, and I get it, don't get me wrong, Quebec, that's their symbol. Um, Trois-Rivières, they're representing it. It's everywhere. I get it. Don't get me wrong. Quebec, please don't come at me. Um, you know, my family's from Quebec. I love you guys. Don't worry. That being said, I just think that they could have went a different way, still paying homage to Trois-Rivières, still paying homage to Quebec, without kind of just doing what every other team in Quebec does. That being said, I, I do like this logo, and I hope that they do it right with the jerseys. Yeah, I'm really excited for the jerseys. I, I like the logo. I think it looks good. I don't know if it's going to crack the top 60, but upon jersey release, it might actually, because I think it's a pretty sick look. I saw some concept jerseys for actually a, a Quebec City NHL team come back. You know, I'm always looking at those logos, and honestly, I saw some really sick concept jerseys out of that. But I like what they've done here. And I'm excited to see what they come up with. Now, the arena they'll be playing in is going to be 4,400 seats. And I think it's also a brand new build. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds now for the city. And they will also be affiliated with none other than the Montreal Canadiens and the AHL's Laval Rocket. So really excited to see this team enter the league. Yeah, um, and I think... Getting more hockey into Quebec will help getting that NHL team into Quebec. I don't think that there's any other reason not to have another Canadian team. Quebec's proven that they can do it. Uh, they've built a rank for their Q um, Q team that basically is can fit an NHL team. The passion's there. Um, you know, it's evident in the Stanley Cup run. You know, the Montreal fans. I mean, um, I know they've got a lot of Canada behind them now, but you know, the, just the Quebec fans alone, the passion's there. And, and I'm happy. I mean, like I said. I, I picked apart Fleur de Lis a little bit there just because I, I, I think that's on every Quebecois team there is. That being said, I'm excited for this, and I, and I hope this helps grow potentially into an NHL franchise in Quebec somewhere. Quebec could easily, easily take back another NHL team. I don't know if the cop cars would agree with that, as many of them got flipped and damaged as Montreal advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals last week but i think having another team back in quebec city is the right move forward who knows 
what the future holds for that city at the moment. But until then, nothing we can do about it, but excited to see if that ever comes back. Now, as we wrap up this episode, we're going to briefly touch on the ECHL Kelly Cup Finals between the Fort Wayne Comets and the South Carolina Stingrays. And from the highlights I've been watching, because I do not have flow hockey or flow sports for hockey. I can't buy every hockey streaming service. But I'd be willing to accept flow sports and talk about you guys way more if it was if it was presented. But I have been unable to watch these, so I kind of watch the highlights, see what's happening. I don't think game one would have been worth watching, especially if you were a South Carolina fan, as Fort Wayne destroyed the Stingrays 7-2 to on Friday. Fortunately, South Carolina came back for game two, and they were able to win 4-2, to two, so they tied the series at one, heading to Fort Wayne tonight, for all of you listeners. It will be on tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at the Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So if you can get tickets and you're in the area, go out there and support your local Comets. Friday's game is guaranteed as the series is tied up. So Friday's game will be held uh, at 8 p.m. at Memorial Coliseum in Fort Wayne. And should it be necessary for Game 5, that will be held Saturday, July 3rd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Memorial Coliseum. But from the highlights I've been looking at, man, these have been some pretty good games. I, I don't think we're surprised about that at all, right? I mean, it, it's professional hockey. It's hockey all together. And, every, you know, it, it's it's their cups, the version of their Stanley Cup. It's, it's the finals. Um you know, teams usually step it up a little bit more, and uh, I think every every finals we've covered so far, you know, there hasn't really been kind of a, a you know, not really, I wouldn't say a sweep, kind of a, a dull game where it's 7 nothing for, you know, one team all the way through. It's been great hockey, and uh, I mean, in a COVID season, great hockey is always welcomed. Absolutely, because it has been it has been a rough pandemic, everyone, and we're all very excited to get out and enjoy life. In fact, both of us right now in Ontario, we're officially, from what I saw this morning, the last official North American territory, so to speak. I believe all 50 states have opened up and every other province in, in Canada has opened up, but Ontario is still the only North American location that still does not have dining indoors or anything, so... It's felt like a little bit crawl back in time for me coming up from Utah. Tell you what. Yeah, I'll tell you, for the person who's been living on Terrace the entire time, welcome to our prison. Good luck to both the fans of and the organizations of South Carolina Stingrays and the Fort Wayne Comets. It's been a tough season to get to this spot, but here they are. And it's just going to feel that much sweeter when they get to raise the cup. Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously any championship is fun to win, but uh, championship in a season when you weren't sure if it was going to happen, I guess, I mean, not I guess, but you obviously, uh, you, you take that one closer to the heart and, uh, you know, for whoever wins it, um, it'll be a great experience and uh, forever lose it, to be honest. I mean, just, just be, I mean, for me, I'd just be happy we're able to get a season and obviously losing a championship sucks, but uh, being able to play for a championship, I think uh, in a year like this year, it's, uh, I think we're all grateful for that. 100% agree with you on that. But yeah, until then, this is Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and Sebastian. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time.